I work with a lot of working moms, and one of the themes that really sticks out at me is just how miserable we are often, <laughs> how, how comfortable we've gotten with being quite unhappy. Um, not just like blah, but like really struggling with the day-to-day. -day. I have a story about a client who I spoke to who was you know, at the beginning of returning to a very demanding job. Her daughter was about 10 months old. She'd been back to, to work for four months. And she was just miserable. Tears were coming to her eyes and, and she said, you know, I just, this is so hard. Is this, is, what, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Because this is so hard. I, I can't take another moment of this. I leave my daughter early in the morning. I come home late. I barely see her. I'm so tired all the time. It's just too difficult. And I saw herself sort of muster up the strength that she could, wipe the tears out of her eyes, and, and then talk for a few minutes and, and she sort of circled back to how she presents herself to her people she manages, how she presents working motherhood to the people she manages. And she said, you know what I should do? I should bring my daughter into work just to show everyone that this is possible and that they should stay committed to their careers um, and balancing work and family. And I really don't think she heard it. I don't think she heard how jarring that contrast was this the sense that she was absolutely miserable but then wanted to bring her daughter into work as if to say look guys you can have it all in deborah spar's recent book wonder women sex power and the quest for perfection she really talks about this lack of joy she writes feminism was supposed to be a joyous event it was about expanding women's choices, not constraining them, about making women's lives richer and more fulfilling. I wanted to see more stories where that was the case. I spoke to Jocelyn Donovan this week. Jocelyn is brilliant, really insightful woman. She is also a wonderful hair colorist. She works at a local salon called Dunkapanka, which is in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Um, we had so many great conversations about working motherhood, and it, and it kind of opened my eyes to what a really good work-life fit can look like. And, you know, what it, what it means to really think about building in flexibility to your career um, at, a, at a pretty early stage and what that can look like later on. Um, and really what all of, all of what that entails, how she is able to, how one is able to operate effectively as a parent and as a professional um, when the fit is right. Um, one of the interesting things that came out in our conversation, and you'll hear it in a few minutes, is that she didn't consider herself a working mom until very recently. And I think there are a number of different components to that. She doesn't work in a nine to five job in a traditional corporate environment. But I think part of it is that she didn't call herself a working mom because she's pretty happy and not terribly stressed with her arrangement. And so I leave you to think about that. And I hope you enjoy the conversation. I hope it sparks some thoughts for you. It certainly did for me. 
For more information about my work with individuals, visit my website, reworkingparents.com, or tweet me at reworkingparent. So we met uh, twice. Yes. We met when I I met you in a cafe in mm -hmm. Dittmas Park, and then you did my color twice, and both times it was like wonderful color and hours of conversation about Ooh, working nice. motherhood that yeah, I felt yeah. were really interesting. Oh, so yeah, so I wanted to invite you to do this conversation and just talk a little bit about your experience and so let's start with um, motherhood. Mm -hmm. Let's just jump right into that. Was it what you expected it to be like? Not at all. No. I think it's much harder than I expected. Um, but... Harder how? Harder um, just the physicality of raising a child. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like raising a child in the suburbs, but I do right. know it's pretty tiring in the city. Right. I'm sure there are things in the suburbs that would exhaust me, but trekking up and down the subway stairs and folding my stroller for the bus and going to visit a friend and it takes me an hour to get there even though she lives a mile away. Right. It's exhausting. Um, so yeah, the physical part and just hefting your child and changing the diapers and giving the bath and very long work days. And, um, what but I like it. I love my daughter. Yeah. I'm glad I had her. What kind no of a baby is she? She's a really a easy baby, so sometimes I feel like, really, is it that hard? Because I see other mothers with their incredibly rambunctious children, and I'm like, oh my god. Right. <laughs> it could be so much worse than what I had. Totally, but I always feel bad because I have those moments, mm. like I feel like we all have those moments on the playground or whatever it yeah. is, um, where we're like, oh my god, what's happening? Like, why is my child that I know is Wonderful, lovely person, <laughs> right. like completely melting right. down, and I could I, be witnessing like right. just moments anytime. You never know, but I feel like some, I've learned as I've had more of those moments to give people the yeah, benefit of the totally. doubt. Be like, maybe their kids are fine when yeah. I don't see them. No, she's really easygoing. She's predictable. A great sleeper, great wow. napper, a decent eater. That's, really, what do I have to complain about? That's amazing. <laughs> But I do. I always find something to complain about. Yeah, but that's... Yeah. yeah. That's life. That's your right. Yeah. Grass is always greener. Sure. But yeah. I would say it's harder than I expected, but I don't regret doing it. I don't know if I would do it again at this point. Uh-huh. So you're thinking... Yeah. And at this point, but she's only 15 months to so talk to me in a few years. We'll see, but... Right. Yeah. I feel like I'm still pretty tired at 15 months. Yeah. As I was... <laughs> You know, with the newborn was tiring, but I'm like, yeah, I still feel pretty exhausted. So, yeah. we'll see. Okay. All right. Well, we'll come back. We'll do part two <laughs> yeah. in two years. Yeah. So what? So when you so you work part time in your home. Mm -hmm. So you you said you work every other day. Basically. Pretty much. That's how it falls out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is awesome. I love that. Yeah. You have an amazing schedule. I and do. So when you work, do you find that you're at the same level of tired? Are you able? Not to, like, at all. Work is, working at the hair salon has become like a vacation. Wow. Really? Yeah. Whereas before, I would go to work, you know, I, I only work an eight-hour shift, um, but it's not like 
you know, you work and you take a lunch break and then you come back, it's just straight through eight hours on your feet. You have a little, maybe a little break here while someone's processing, but it's pretty physically grueling job versus uh-huh. right. some other kind of desk job or something. Um, and so I used to come home from work absolutely beat and exhausted. And now I'm, I'm tired, but it's not the same kind of tired as being with my daughter all day. So right. definitely I love coming to work because it just seems so easy. Right. And things that used to be stressful just don't matter anymore at yeah. work, you know. If I have um, a demanding client or something like that that used to stress me out or I'd think about, oh, maybe I should have handled it this way. Now it's like once I'm out there, I could care less what awesome. that woman was saying oh, to me. Because right. nothing's as stressful as like when your child is sick or right. she's not eating or why is her poop that color? Right, understand. right. It puts everything in <laughs> right. perspective. Right, it does. Yeah. I do think, and I talked about this with other, with clients and with Manoush, my first guest, but just that you do have this, there's this piece of working parenthood where you do have this perspective because you've mm-hmm. been through the ringer yeah. with your kid. So, like, yeah, these things mm-hmm. that would be stressful. You don't have time. You don't have the extra mm-hmm. energy to kind of, like, no. get worked up. Yeah. You have to kind of just yeah. get right to the point and deal with what matters in these sort of marriage. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Right. I had good training. I can do what you're asking me to do. There's no reason to be stressed. Um, but if I don't have control over my situation, I'm usually pretty high-strung. Right. And you right. never have control over what's going on with your child. Right. It's always confusing. You always are second-guessing what you're doing. So. Right. Right. It's kind of about going with yeah. the unknown a little bit yeah. and just being, like, ready to roll with it. Totally. Right. Which is interesting because I feel like having Josephine, it's always a struggle to roll with her and try to, you know, take it easy and not get stressed out over it. And it's hard, and I don't always do it, but it's definitely made me roll with it in other aspects of life, with friends, with work. Mm-hmm. So that's been a blessing. Yeah. So that really the only thing that I'm getting super tense about these days is my child, which is appropriate. Right. Right. I can relate to that. Yeah. I think that that's something that... I mean, I, th- I think it's brought down... I think parenthood, for me, has brought down the whole... Anxiety level about like because it does it just puts the puts yeah. work and life in perspective it puts different relationships in yeah. perspective. It's one of the reasons why like I think our conversation took such an interesting turn in the salon was just when you talked about kind of anticipating this career choice, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily in terms of parenting, but just seeing how it would give you flexibility. I don't know if you saw if you foresaw the kind of control that you have in your job yeah um or if you just kind of you were you were interested in writing right I was originally yeah so I got a degree in English and music and my idea was to stay in academia get a master's in creative writing and just you know teach become a professor or something and then I quickly learned that I didn't like sitting behind a desk so I said no to graduate school and thought I have to find a job where I can use my hands and be creative but that I can still bring home a paycheck I'm not a starving artist um and so I was getting my hair cut one day and I thought watching everyone there like that kind of fit 
that checked all the boxes. And so I asked my hairstylist, how do I become, like, do you like your job? How can I become a hairstylist? What's that all about? And she gave me some tips, and then I looked into some schools and quit my job and went to cosmetology school. What had you been doing before that? I was working at the college that I graduated from um, in their event planning office and then in their admissions office, just doing like administrative work while I looked at graduate schools. So I quit that and just waitress till cosmetology school started and um, did that for a year. It was a year long program and then I was a hairstylist. In addition to wanting a creative career, I also saw that being a hairstylist afforded a really flexible schedule. And that a lot of stylists can make their own schedule, work when they want, um, easily take vacation time, and stuff like that. Um, at some cost, I mean, you don't get benefits, you don't get paid vacation, right. you don't get paid maternity leave. These are huge right. losses for some people, but um, luckily, if you're married, you know, hopefully your husband has a decent job. It's not that big of a deal. You can make it work. But um, there's definitely something to be said for having that um, flexibility uh -huh. and um, my bosses were great and letting me take as much time as I wanted and then easing back into work like I don't think there are many jobs where you can come back and work one day a week and then when you feel like it you can add a second day to your week and then a third day and just kind of come as slowly as you want back into your position there's very few jobs out there that you can do that and right. that's awesome when you have a new baby not sure when you want to come back. Right. Maybe you're going to want to come back a lot sooner. Who knows? And you can just call up and say, open my books up. I want to start working again. So right. that was great. And did you think you would want to, when you had Josephine, did you feel like you would want to come back right away? Like, did you have a sense of what you thought your schedule would be like? When I was pregnant um, and I went on my maternity leave just prior to her, being born, I was thinking, you know, I'm going to keep my job, I'm not going to quit my job, but chances are I'm probably going to be a stay-at-home mom, and mm -hmm. I'm going to stay home full-time, and I'll come back to hair someday, that's uh -huh. kind of what I was thinking, um, and then I would say a month after her being born, I was thinking, I cannot wait to get <laughs> out of this house and go back to work, right. um, and I was really, like, ready just, I really wanted to go back at the end of my maternity leave for sanity's sake. Um, and so I went back one day a week, and then that was going well, and then I started feeling like, yeah, I kind of really like being at work. I want to go back the second day, and then I just kept adding, then I added a third day, and then before I knew it, I mean, a full week at most New York salons is four days. Uh -huh. Lots of people don't work five days a week at a song because it is very physically demanding. Right. Um, so I'm almost what, working like a full-time schedule uh -huh. at a salon. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still part-time. It's three days a week. So that, that was great. And I was very excited to be back. And I, I definitely had reservations. I mean, I felt guilty, as most moms do, about leaving their child with someone going back to work, I felt really guilty that I wanted to get away from her. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I went more than two days with her, I was just so over it and didn't, was exhausted of mothering and I just wanted a break and that made me feel <laughs> horrible. <laughs> um, so 
I kind of tried my best to get the schedule fixed the way it is now for myself, whereas every other day, which is kind of blissful because I spend time with her, I put her to bed, and you know, it's a really long day, I'm exhausted, and I get to say, oh, I don't have to do it tomorrow. <laughs> I get to go <laughs> right. into work. Right. And then I come home from work, and she's usually sleeping when I get home. And I'm like, cool, I get to see Josephine in the morning. That's going to be fun. We're going to hang out. Right. And it just keeps repeating itself, and I never get bored or exhausted of my life because it's ever-changing, and something's always stimulating me in a different direction. So it's kind of perfect. When you were going back to work, was did the financial piece play in? Like, when you were thinking about child care, cost of child care, were you trying to, like, do any equations there, or was it sort of, was it not Definitely. The Lots of number crunching before right. coming back, which I'd done a little bit before getting pregnant, just so I, you know, my husband and I are fierce planners, so awesome. before even getting pregnant, we definitely were calculating what it was going to mean financially, um, but then when it was time to start looking for a babysitter and thinking about the cost, definitely we were looking into what's actually feasible, um, and it's hard too, you know, I'm paid on commission, Right. I don't get a salary, so um, I can show up to work with full day clients and someone can be on my books for three hours getting cut and color and their kid gets sick at school or they get sick and they cancel and then half my wages just disappeared for the day, but I still have to go home and pay that sitter. Right, right. I can hang around and hope that someone might come in, but that's never a set thing. Um, right. I don't want to go home and tell her to go home. I mean, this is her livelihood too. Right. So that's stressful that right. that can happen and then you're actually paying money to, to be there. But it doesn't upset me too much most of the time because I do enjoy being there so much that I look at it as, okay, I'm paying out today, but it's a needed break. You know, mm -hmm. I'm enjoying being here. It all evens out in the end. You always have a busy day that makes up for it. So, right. Yeah. Right. But you just have to keep. It's something you have to keep telling yourself. Whereas in a salary job, that really isn't right. an issue. Right. To worry about. Right. Like, what about when Josephine gets sick, mm -hmm. and have you had to cancel clients? Yeah, definitely have had to cancel clients. Um. And honestly, again, I. Going back to changes in perspective, in the past, if. I wasn't feeling well and I had to cancel clients, um, it was really stressful. I would be home all day thinking, oh God, I hope, you know, so-and-so got in with another stylist because she really needed her hair done. She was getting married, like, whatever. Right. Um, and now it's like, oh well, it's just hair, you know? Right. <laughs> They're going to reschedule. I'll get to them when I can. Right. What you going to do? Yeah. Josephine's sick. And what is and what is Warren? What's his experience been like as a partner, as a dad? How do you like what's my experience with experience him as my husband? Yeah, our, yeah. It's been great. He's a great dad. Uh, super devoted. Um, he works a lot. He works long hours. Right. He, yeah, right. he's in finance, so. Right, so his schedule is demanding. Yeah, I'd say probably at least 60 hours, if not 80 hours a week sometimes. Um, and last minute travel and the whole bit. Right. Um, but what's really nice is I work on Sundays, 
so he's home with her every Sunday, just the two of them, which I think kind of like makes up for any lost time during the week, because I don't know, I personally don't know many dads that have that kind of one-on-one extended time right. with their kids. The mom's always there in the picture, so I think um, that's really awesome. It's good for me because he's more relaxed than I am when he's parenting uh-huh. um, in general, but in particular to schedules and eating, you know, like right. if he doesn't eat, he's not freaking out like I am. And so it's always good for me to come home and hear about their day and hear how these things happened and hear how he's not stressed about it. That's just mm-hmm. what happened during the day. Whereas that's something I would be concerned about. Why didn't she eat her lunch? You know? And he just moves on to the playground and the next thing's coming. So right. It's nice balance for me. Yeah. You know, I said that I eased back into work. And I guess the blessing is that work doesn't really feel like work to me. I really enjoy my job, it's fun, I look forward to going there, and which was true even before child, even more so now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it does, it's not like a drag to go in. And yeah. so I was working on a client, we were chatting, she has children, and she said something, oh well, it must be really hard for you too as a working mom, something to that effect. And I thought, oh yeah shoot, I am a working mom. Cool. <laughs> like, I'm a working mom. Right. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Because uh, I always, you know, I always hear that, like, working mom. Right, and it you never, when you hear I just, working mom? I think of someone in the office, um, full-time, like, 40 hours a week, trying to, like, balance, make dinner, and, like, get the kids to soccer, like, balancing that picture, that, like, clip art, whatever yeah, picture of, like, like a suit suit with like running shoes right now commuting you. home yeah and like, <laughs> like, like there's the, like a, a baby and yeah. coffee and the coffee yeah right so you, so that's working motherhood to you yeah i guess it was like that stereotypical image right and um again i'm not working full-time but it's still you know there's things to balance i mean there's the sitter and like making sure my schedule is set and Completely. um getting to work on time, getting home to the sitter on time, making sure Josephine has food when the sitter's there. I mean, that's making dinner. You're that's good. You're hitting it. I'm you're not half yeah. hitting it. You're <laughs> yeah, completely hitting it. I yeah. think there's some statistics like 63% of moms would like to be working mm-hmm. part-time schedules. Yeah. Um, most of my friends who work full-time and most of my friends who are stay-at-home moms all say ideally three days a week would be the perfect balance between the two lives. Right. Which I have. So right. that's awesome. Right. Yeah. So when you were growing up, I know you told me that your mom was home with you. Yeah. She didn't work, right? She or didn't she did. work. I mean, she, as I recall, she had, um, she did do part-time work when we were o- a little bit older and right. then returned to work more as we entered into full-time school. But when we were very small, she was, you know, there majority of the time for sure I don't you know maybe some after school babysitting was going on there but for the most part she was a stay at home mom right mm-hmm. right because I find that really with every working mom that I talk to it's you know you have these examples from when you were growing up yeah. and 
you know, you don't necessarily make, make choices that are oppos- in opposition yeah. to those examples, but they inform right. how, you know, even just making the decision that you made to become a hairstylist yeah. and thinking about the questions of flexibility. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, like, when you, when you were thinking about that choice and you thought about flexibility, even if that was sort of a secondary mm-hmm. thought for you at the time, had you, had that been, like, a question? Yeah, I mean, definitely, I, everything that I was doing was based on my own childhood, so I'm, I was trying to find a job where I could be with my children a lot, since my mother was with us all the time, and then when I was having my child, I was assuming I'd be a stay-at-home mom, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and that, I turned out great, right, right, Right. Right. (laughs) Um, of course. So, and it just seemed ideal that you would be home with your children and loving every minute of it. And um, that wasn't the case for me. I didn't love every minute of it. But in my mind, I just assumed she did, you know, that she was this, like, super mom that just was loving it. And right. so when I was going back to work, and I was feeling guilty about it, like having this kind of change of heart where I decided I did want to return, um, you know, she was very helpful in saying that, you know, it's awesome that you have the opportunity to do that and that you want to do it and you want to maintain this part of your life in addition to being a mother. She was also pointing out the difference in, the generational difference and how um, she got married younger than I, like around 1920. I got married years after I graduated college. Um so I had left home, gone to school, lived on my own in my own apartment um, before I even got married, then lived with my husband in New York before we had our first child, which, you know, really had a lot of time to myself. And it's very different to have that experience and then have a child that's all-consuming mm-hmm. and to feel that loss of your independence versus in her situation when she left home she kind of you know left from home to her husband and then they waited a while to have kids but then had kids you know like she didn't have the same experience right to compare you know the independence and losing that independence because she kind of was always with somebody right um so she was just pointing out to me that of course I would feel like I wanted some of that back Right. at it for a while and it was felt really good and that's part of who I am um, so that helped me in going back and realizing that I don't have to be just like her I'm my own person we have totally different personalities on some levels we're very similar but we've had different life paths that have shaped us into different people so we're not gonna have the same needs or desires and that's okay right that's so nice that your mom objectively see the difference. Right, and give you that feedback. And yeah, like, and the reassurance. Because it's when you, you know, at that point, you're so sleep deprived. Yeah. And you're like, what am I doing? What are these choices about? Right, right. And for somebody to be able to sort of objectively mm-hmm. give you that. Yeah, totally. That's cool. Yeah. And then I think, um, as I was adding more days, again, I would feel bad that I kept wanting to <laughs> spend more time at work and she was just saying, clearly, you're enjoying it. You need the break. You feel better when you're with Josephine after having a break from her. Right. Um, which was 
a good thing to point out because it's true and I have since realized that that is what the driving force is to go to work but while I enjoy it I also feel like I'm 100% into her on the days that I'm with her right because I've been re-energized with something else and then I'm really ready to be there for her and like I said if it goes for a few days and I haven't had that break from the grind of mothering then it's just like I don't have the energy for you and your needs right now (laughs) I can't deal with you and your needs yeah yeah there are a lot of needs (laughs) lots of needs going on there so the break at work definitely yeah I I and I don't get to the point where I'm missing her which is also great right you know, so I'm not so at work, like, busy. pining for her and feeling like, oh, I wish I was home with my baby. I'm just super happy in the moment at work when I'm home. I'm super happy to be with her and doing our thing. Right. That's, That's really, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's rare, but it's. I think it is kind of rare. It's kind of. From like, chatting with other people, I don't hear very many people. I mean, the only other person I can think who has said similar things that works three days a week, (laughs) like I do. Right. Um, That's not to say that I'm home with Josephine and every moment is bliss. Sure. Obviously, I still have days where I'm like, God, I wish I was at work today. Right. (laughs) You're being really obnoxious. (laughs) Right. Um, But But you're able to, like... Yeah. In general, it's always a a decent day. Right. And Mm -hmm. sort of see both sides of yourself pretty... On top of that, I don't work 9 to 5. I work 11 to 7. So I get up with her, um, feed her breakfast, we hang out, we get dressed together, watch a little Muppets, you know, like we have some quality time before I'm leaving for the day. Whereas people who are, you know, working in the city at 9 a.m., it's a hectic morning. I mean, there's no hanging out with their kid before going to work, so that's another luxury that even on the days I do work, I get some time with her before I roll into work, which is really nice right. way to start the day. The other thing is that's unique to my situation, too, is that I don't take work home with me ever, right. um, figuratively and literally. So um, I don't have a Blackberry. Right. Uh, I don't have deadlines. I don't have something sitting on my desk that I'm thinking about when I'm with Josephine. Yeah. I go to work. There's a task in front of me. I complete it. I'm happy. Client's happy. Everyone goes home. And the workday is completely done. When I get on the subway to go home, I'm not thinking about work. It's over. Right. Um, Which is, I take for granted, I think. I don't know what it would be like to be thinking about the meeting the next morning or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think, and that, that's what all these, like, all the conversations I have are about people who can't stop. Can't stop. And again, then I'm like 100% with her. There's nothing else to think about but hanging out with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I work in a great salon. Obviously, there's a lot of salons out there where there's lots of drama and um, personality dynamics that can be really stressful. I'm lucky in that we have a very low-key salon. The staff gets along very well. So that, I mean, the only thing I might take home is if a client was unhappy or... I was not happy with the results of something, um, which doesn't happen that often, luckily, you know, like, things go pretty well in my chair, but every once in a while you have a miscommunication or something like that, but again, it's like, 
it's just hair. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, I take my job seriously, grow. but at the end yeah. of the day, it's not, you know, I didn't mess up a heart surgery. Right. Right. <laughs> Maybe someone's highlights weren't bright enough that's easily fixed. So, even if I'm on the train thinking like, oh man, that, why did it come out like that? I thought I did everything right. That was weird. And she wasn't that happy. That made me feel bad. But by the time I'm like finishing my dinner, I'm kind of over it. It's really not that big of a deal in the scheme of life. So that's another, my job is great in that I make people feel good, which makes me pe me feel good. And it's satisfying. Um, I'm not solving world hunger, but I make people feel nice about themselves, which is really satisfying. Right. Um, but it's not so important <laughs> that, you know, that lives are at stake or anything like that. So it's easy to stay relaxed. I mean, I feel like if I'm hanging out with other moms, 80% of the conversation is like veiled hysteria <laughs> about <laughs> whatever the new thing the kids doing these days, like yeah, yeah. only eating cheese and crackers or yeah. Are you only on eating board? meats. We talked about or, this a little bit. Like the, yeah, the I am Brooklyn, on a couple. In Brooklyn, they're, yeah. I think this is everywhere, but in Brooklyn, the boards are pretty intense. They're really intense. I'm on, um, I'm on one now. Right. You've just narrowed it. I cut back. <laughs> You're in digest mode, but yeah. then you went. I was yeah. on three, and I had the next two of those. Yeah. Um, so I'm just on the one. But I feel like I could be wrong. I feel like I was hanging out with dads. We'd talk about, like, the latest movie that just came out while the kids are hanging out together rather than, like, is it normal if she does X? And does your kid do Y? And okay. Huh. Right. Which has its place. I mean, it's helpful, of course, to, like, commiserate with other moms. But at a certain point, I, I'd like it to stop. And, like, yeah. Yeah. Just talk about whatever. Right. And hang out. Yeah. That's, a, that's the other thing is I feel like I'm a parent who, when I'm at this age, with a 15-month-old. Right. I just want to hang out with other parents and let the kids do their thing. Yeah. But a lot of people, it's a play date. But I'm like, really? Our kids, like, scratch each other's eyes out. They don't really play that well together. Right. They're so, parallel. Right? <laughs> we spend most of our time trying to keep them apart. Right. So it's not really a play date. This is more for us. Right. Right. You know? Our kids are barely talking. They're not really whatever. Just let them do their thing. And let's use this time to kind of vent or commiserate or just have adult conversation for an hour. Right. Um, but it, the scene is just really, like, everyone feels obligated that it should be focused on what the kids are doing at the moment, in the room, or at, on the playground. Right. And I just, um, that's tiring to me. I just feel like we don't have to do that. No. They're just fine just go. rolling around on the carpet doing their <laughs> thing. As long as everyone's safe. Don't figure it I don't out. really care yeah. what they're doing. Absolutely. And I have a couple of friends that we can do that. That's good. But... It's just not the it's not the norm. So, right. so sometimes you find someone you really like, and then you go over to their house, and then you realize that you know they're just obsessing over the children for the entire time, and you never talk about anything. Right. Yeah. You know, as much as I love your kid, I didn't come over here for your kid. Right. <laughs> right. I just want to talk to you. She's cute, but I could honestly right. care right. less right. <laughs> about like you know. If she's sharing that with my kid, well, whatever. I just wanted to get out of the house and hang out with you. Right. Because right. you and I met on the playground. Our kids didn't meet. 
know? Right, exactly, exactly. So that's a scene that is a little draining for me. But I don't know if, I, am I the weird one? I don't know. Like, maybe I'm clueless, no. and I should get in on this. I, I don't, get I have in, no idea. Just get in on the Just hysteria. get in on, like... Oh, get like, in the interaction? Yeah, like, just be one with, this is all about the kids. But I just feel like that can't be all it is. We've discussed in the past the difference in mommy groups from right. neighborhood to neighborhood. Right. In one neighborhood, the mommy group calls it meetups. Right. Because they're more mommy-centric. <laughs> right, right. The other neighborhood, everything was referred to as playdates. Meetups weren't existing. It was playdates. And when right. you were at the playdate meetup thing, <laughs> that's what you want to call it. Right. Everyone was, like, all about the kids and, like, what the kids were doing and making, like, making them play together and play with this toy. And then the meetups, everyone was, like, putting the babies on the blanket and, like, having a beer. Right. You know what I mean? It was, like, it was amazing. It is amazing. Um, Or bringing, you know, baked goods and, like, sharing recipes and just, it was, like, a meetup. It was mommy time. Right. Um, and sharing the responsibility of watching each other's kids in the room, making sure everyone was okay, and yeah. let me hold her while you pee. I mean, <laughs> that's awesome that's when sweet. they're that small, right. you know? Yeah. Being able to use the bathroom in peace is a rare thing. No, it's so, true. Everything you're describing, like, literally right now, because I've been with my son all yeah. day, and so I'm like, yeah, beer, right? <laughs> like, right. beer play date and peeing sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. right so that's it listeners that's my conversation with jocelyn i hope you enjoyed it and again uh, i would love to hear your feedback um things you'd like to talk about things you'd like to hear more about so email me at r-a-c-h-a-e-l that's rachel at reworkingparents.com take care